we're going to talk about why VietQ entrepreneurs typically fail when doing business in Vietnam for the first time. And what I've learned over the years is when a Vietnamese overseas lands in Vietnam to do business, if they have a right-hand man, it makes their life a lot easier. And that right-hand man has to be vetted, has to be someone that they really trust and can really do the job of being the eyes and ears of somebody on the ground for them. If you don't have this person, then you need to spend time in Vietnam and live there for a good amount of time until you find that right-hand man before you start doing business. Typically, that could take months. It could take a year. I've seen it take up to two years for some people. The right qualifications would be if they were somebody in the legal field, somebody who's done a lot of business in Vietnam, somebody who's trusted by the community, somebody who knows marketing really well, somebody who knows the landscape of business very well in Vietnam could really be somebody that could help you do work in Vietnam. That person probably should have at least 10 years of experience dealing with the government, 10 years of dealing with vendors, 10 years of understanding the banking system and how that all works and how payment gets processed. The difference between a person who goes back to Vietnam with the right-hand person and the difference between somebody who doesn't it could cost you tens and tens of thousands of dollars. And it could cost you years of your work when you're being there trying to learn the ropes all from ground zero. Now, if you have somebody who's a local there who's done business for at least a decade, then they can walk you through and guide you through so much of the things that I'm going to be talking about in this episode. This idea of having a high tolerance for the lack of integrity as it relates to communication. When we communicate in a sort of different set of principles and ideas, many times it's lost in translation. When you think that you are asking for one thing, something in the translation is happening that's going to create a different outcome. And you have to be prepared for that. And that's what I mean by communication integrity. Sometimes in Vietnam is not the same as what you are used to or what you have defined in your business life as success. Somebody in Vietnam might interpret something that's very concrete to be something a little bit more abstract. It's not because people are trying to trick you or people are trying to pull one over you. The way we communicate abroad is very different from the way that Vietnamese communicate. And sometimes Vietnamese communicate a little bit softer. They sometimes have lines that are a little bit more blurred and it allows for a different type of freedom when they're doing business. That doesn't always translate into the things that need to run the way we think it runs overseas. The legal infrastructure in Vietnam is growing every day. Lawyers from all over the world go back to Vietnam to work on best business practices. When you arrive there, things seem to be going a certain way, might not go that way. You can't really go to court if you don't have the right legal team in place in Vietnam because things that you think that are legally sound on paper that you're reading might not be the case. Preferably a local legal team that can help you work through the business deals that you're trying to set up. Because many times contracts that you think that are bulletproof are really nothing more than a piece of paper with words on it that can't really be defended in court. Uh, business in Vietnam is done predominantly or has been done predominantly using cash. Handing off cash is a tricky proposition because there's no way to ensure that the other party is going to carry out the work. And overseas, you have this idea of a credit system where you can pay with a credit card and you can cancel it if you feel like your services haven't been met. So there's all these controls in place. The legal side of doing business in court in Vietnam is still developing. Uh, as the government finds it 
very necessary to get these things underway and in place. It's not going to happen anytime soon. So whenever you make a deal with a vendor or somebody you're in business with, you have to make sure that the person that you're doing business with is somebody that can be trusted to deliver what you need. But oftentimes we don't get that protection that we would in the legal court system in the US or abroad. You have to find a way to leverage the way you need things to happen and build that trust with the vendor or the person you're paying so that the outcome, if it doesn't get delivered the way you need it to in the, uh, in the amount of time that you've allotted, then you are protected. One thing I see is when Vietnamese from overseas go into Vietnam, there's a lack of respect for local Vietnamese people. We go in and we assume that the people in Vietnam don't know what they're doing. We assume that we know more than them. And that creates this sort of emotional gap that human beings can feel. You're dealing with human beings. You're dealing with people with emotions, people who are very perceptive, although they can't speak the same language sometimes, or they can't fully communicate with us. We have to understand that they are fully capable of reading our body language, reading our eyes, and knowing how we feel about certain things. And when that gets corrupted over time, when that emotional uh, trust, when that faith gets corrupted over time and corroded, then we realize that there's nothing left and there's no trust. And when there's no trust and there's no belief in the people that we're dealing with, that oftentimes breaks down after a few years. And all the work that we've done to build up these businesses, they, they fail because of the inability for us to really empathize with, with their delivery schedules, with their uh, situations. We don't honor the things that are happening on the ground in Vietnam. Because of the language barriers and because of the nuances of communication, we don't understand each other. And when there's no understanding, true understanding, then the ability to work in a competent manner, it drops exponentially. So you have to go in thinking that people in Vietnam are just like people all around the world. It's just a cultural barrier and a language barrier. And sometimes we need to slow things down and grow the teams as they develop in Vietnam. The attention to detail, the scope and the intricacy of what you expect is very different in Vietnam. Uh, so this is something that you have to grow with Vietnam. This is something that you have to grow with the Vietnamese people. The culture of quality is not even all around Vietnam yet. There's some people that come from very rural parts of Vietnam. There's some people who come from very sophisticated, highly trained parts of industries that understand what, but for the most part, Vietnam is still developing. And in developing, we have to work patiently with the people on the ground and help grow the culture of quality as we are doing more business in Vietnam. Knowing the language and knowing the culture as much as possible is vital and it's key to being successful in Vietnam. Anybody doing business in Vietnam should spend at least six months in class while they are in Vietnam. If you plan to do business long-term in Vietnam, you should take classes if you don't speak Vietnamese. This is so crucial 
to doing business in Vietnam. And even if you don't, even if you won't speak it fluently, your ability to listen will be greatly enhanced if you take a six month uh, intensive course in Vietnamese language, because without that understanding, you most likely will have misunderstandings while you're doing business. And you might misread certain cues that the Vietnamese people are putting out there that are not really related to you. Or you might have this notion that you are saying and doing the right things, but really in reality, you're far off. You have to spend a lot of time with locals. Maybe you spend time with people who don't speak English at all, or maybe you spend time with people who don't speak the language that you come from, and you spend time immersed with local Vietnamese who can't speak English, and you follow them around. You spend time in their house. You spend time eating meals with them, doing things uh, recreationally with local Vietnamese. So you can really understand and empathize with the way Vietnamese people think. Maybe if you understand the way the local Vietnamese people think and, and act, you could theoretically make your life a little bit more smooth when you're making deals. So you understand the little nuances and you understand how people perceive you. One thing that's not really talked about is this idea of the meaningful work that you'll be doing in Vietnam. You have to ask yourself, when you get to Vietnam, is the work that you're doing, is it meaningful work? What is the why? Why are you there doing that work? And if it's for money, then it might burn you out a lot quicker. If it's for something that you have a big passion for, if you love what you're doing, and it's not really about the money initially, and even if it makes a lot of money, but you're there because you love it so much, then, then and only then will you survive. Let me repeat this. When and only when you're doing business in Vietnam and you love what you do, then you can survive all the ups and downs because you will experience years and years and years of failures. Many entrepreneurs coming from overseas experiences that and they drop out because if they're there for the money and they're trying to make a dollar, they're trying to make that buck and they keep failing over and over and over again, pretty soon they ask themselves, what, what are they doing there anyway? They could be making money back at home, back in the US. Because their work doesn't have a meaningful impact, the longevity of actually staying in Vietnam becomes much harder. So you have to go there, you have to go to Vietnam with a reason, with a real reason uh, for being there or for doing the work that you set out to do. In Vietnam, the sense of urgency and speed is very different from the rest of the world. I think that the United States puts a heavy emphasis on efficiency, puts a heavy emphasis on speed, uh, sometimes to the detriment of uh, the workers and employees. Vietnam has a different work speed. Not too long, the culture of siestas, which is taking a nap right after lunch, was prevalent. It was everywhere. Uh, it's becoming less and less and less as the country's developing and keeping up with uh, standards uh, internationally. Maybe it's because Vietnam values a slower pace of life. Maybe it should never be changed, but we have to understand that the urgency, the desire to get things done in a very quick way is not the same as it would be expected overseas. In conclusion, what I think we all need to do when we do business in Vietnam as Viet Kiel entrepreneurs is we have to have this sort of collateral compassion, this collateral empathy for what's happening on a local level. And without that, you will fail. You have to understand fully what is going on with 
in people's hearts and minds in Vietnam. That's really just the first step to success in Vietnam. And then there's technical aspects. There's things fundamentally that you need to know in each of your respective industries. All of these different facets of doing business in Vietnam requires you to understand culture and how people think in Vietnam 